It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Summer Breakfast. If you're listening on SEN 1170 here in Sydney, for the first hour we welcome you listening on SEN Q693 AM in Brisbane. It's James Magnuson and Michael Carianis here this morning. Morning, MC. Good morning, Missile. We're coming to you live today from Manly Beach, opposite the Sane Hotel. Uh, have we ever had a better view for a live show? No, it's a bit distracting. There's a lot of people around. Um, obviously, the... The sun is rising or has risen now and a few people in the surf and a lot of people already pounding the pavement. You've just dried off the hair. I saw you out there earlier on the <laughs> surfboard. You spent a bit of time in the green room uh, with a surname like Karianis, obviously a big surfer. Uh, <laughs> nice of you to join us though. doesn't take long to dry my hair though these days. Did you uh, Did you bring the togs along on a serious note? I didn't unfortunately because I've got to race off after this. For um, so My wife booked... There's a Jurassic Park exhibit right. on, and she booked it months ago. Um, not really. Is this realized. for you and her or for the and, kids? Well, <laughs> me, her, and the bub. I do love a bit of Jurassic Park, though. It's yeah, one of my okay. favourite movies. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go head off there straight after this. So, no no swimming for me. What about you? This is right up your alley here. Yeah, I pack some swimmers. Um, I just found out that if you win all four of the swims <laughs> yes. at this Shore and Partner series, that you win $25,000. So, I'm just going to duck um, off, get my cap and goggles. <laughs> and your swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it when, when we were told of that just before we came on it. I did see your brain start ticking over, going... Should I give it a crack? Well, can I just say, so we are here for the Shore & Partners Manly Open Surf Classic. Uh, it's all part of the Shore & Partners Summer of Surf Series. Had I known the prize money, mm-hmm. I don't, there's not many races in, well, definitely in Australia. There's no pool races where you get $25,000 prize money. Yeah. Had I known this mid-career, probably more pertinently, rather than <laughs> in the shape I'm in now... I definitely would have come down and ha- tried my hand at a few. I don't reckon many pool swimmers would know about that, or they all be down here today. How much would your body have to change? Your because you're obviously in good nick, right? But you you're not in swimming nick, I'm assuming. How much would your body have to change to to get back into the water at a decent level? I'd have to see the competition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've always been good for the short stuff, but I'm not sure how far the swim is today. I'm imagining they're usually about a kilometre or so. Um, so maybe. Sub five kilos off the current frame, and I'd be in the mix. Okay, but hard to say. Hey, uh, I was watching last night the Powerball. You were, you're, you're no winner, no winner. So, okay, no winner. so it goes now from a hundred million dollars to 150 million dollars. Okay, so we spoke about yesterday you were going to buy a measly little shack <laughs> for 15 million dollars. Yes, I don't know, somewhere in western suburbs <laughs> for that price, I'm assuming. I was going to splash out $90 million on a house. All right. What do you do with now? With the $100 million prize. Well, I'm bumping it up, MC. So? I'm going to buy a $120 million house now. 
Why? Why? Because I'm going to quit all my work. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, you don't need a $120 million house to do that. Yeah, no, because I'm going to be spending most of my time at said $120 million house. So okay. now I'm going to have, there's going to be a nightclub in the house. Yes. There's going to be a gym in the house. I'm going to have a chef in the house. So I pretty much never have to leave this thing. How so many people are going to have living in your house? Because you said you're going to have just a me chef. me and my girlfriend. But you're going to have a chef? Yeah. A cleaner? Or a oh, ma- obviously. Uh, like, and probably, a, probably a live-in maid. We yeah. spoke about that. And if you have children, you're going to have a nanny? Oh, if I have kids, I'll have probably at least two live-in nannies. Well, um, how many, so, it's, so they can be on like a roster. They're going to be on a wing or somewhere. Yeah, I'll start like looking after my kid when they're about nine or ten. <laughs> Up until then, that's the job of the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are you doing now? It's up to 150 million. Can you splurge a little bit more than 10% on a house? Yeah, yeah. I might go 40. 40 mil? 40 mil. I think go higher. I was thinking about this yesterday after we spoke. You said you wanted a house in Greece. Too much admin. Just go to Greece, pay for the most grouse villa. Admin. Come and go. Yeah, because... I'll tell you what I won't be doing. Admin. <laughs> yeah, but think about this. There's all these like international taxes when you buy a house. You've got to keep it clean. You've got to keep the gardens. Don't care. You've got to do shopping. 150 mil. Do not care. I I'll find someone to do that for me. Yeah, okay. Instead of a chef. So you've got international staff. See, I'm being a bit more realistic. I'm having local staff here in Sydney. <laughs> more realistic? You haven't buying a $120 million house. On a serious note, did you buy a... I didn't. Powerball ticket? No. no. Me neither. <laughs> so what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we're just fantasizing. <laughs> Apparently, we're talking to producer Ben off air yesterday. So for that ticket with the uh, guaranteed Powerball, is that right, Ben? It's $26. $26. So, I don't know. It's Gamble a, responsibly. Does that seem steep to you? I mean, you can win $150 26 mm, No. I don't anyway, know. I didn't buy a ticket. I'm just going to keep dreaming about it. Hey, our tennis last night... So I went to bed after the Kokonakis game. Mm-hmm. Must have been about 10 p.m. And Medvedev uh, was still yet to come onto court. Turns out he stayed up until 3.39 to finish that game. Yeah, I was watching. Five sets. You were watching. <laughs> yeah, right. From straight from there to the surf, straight in the <laughs> green room, straight here on SEN. Uh, we want to hear from uh, you guys. Was anyone... Staying, well, did anyone stay up to watch the Medvedev game last night? Call us one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We're available right now. Give us a call. Any bleary-eyed listeners out there, stay up. Mm. Watch the Medvedev games. So they would have gone to bed, say, you know, three forty, then back with us by <laughs> six a.m. They fell asleep a minute good after luck, the yeah, game. Good luck if you can fall asleep. I mean, was it a cliffhanger? It must have been. It was five sets, so. They might not have been able to fall asleep straight away. That's, uh, that's an effort, though. If anyone has stayed up that late and is listening now, that's a fair effort. So they were talking about having, I don't know, something in place to stop these late finishes. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, have you ever pulled an all-nighter for a sports event? Um, oh, yeah, like when... I don't mean like an all-nighter in celebration after a sporting <laughs> event. I mean an all-nighter to watch a sporting event, a Northern Hemisphere type scenario. Yeah, I don't think I've got to four. Um, I get up for the NFL every Monday, and that's generally, when that, when that season starts, um, that's generally it starts at three because of daylight saving and stuff on, on Monday mornings. Then it goes into four, then it goes into five so a.m. keen in it. So I'll, I'll get up. I don't work Mondays generally, so I can sort of catch up. Um, during the day but no so I usually 
Mondays to start the NFL season. I'm up at, at a stupid hour, and, and it basically goes... Regardless about of Dallas who's playing? Yeah, regardless of who's, who's really? playing, yeah. Wow. Because um, I have all that majority of their matches on a yeah. Monday So what morning, time so. do you go to bed if you're getting up at 3 a.m.? Oh, depending with the bub. But Because yeah. I don't work Mondays, I can generally catch up at some stage, so it's not too yeah. bad. Um, what about you? The ones that stick out for me, early 2000s, uh, Dad and I are Liverpool fans, and we used to wake up to watch like an FA Cup or... Um, a Champions League game, and okay. they'd be sort of 2, 3 a.m., yep. and then that'd get you through to like 6, maybe, and then you're off to school. So they yep. were they were tough lifts, um, but that was back in the glory days of Liverpool. I was big Michael Owen, Steven Gerrard. Um, give us a call or text. Uh, what sporting events have you pulled an all-nighter for? Uh, 0457736736 to Texas or 1300-01-1170 to give us a call. All right, another big day of cricket yesterday, MC. I thought it was going to be all over there mm, for a second. It looked like it. Don't these wickets come in fits and spurts for Australia? All of a sudden, you, you're not watching. They're four far. Yeah. You come back an hour later, they're still four far. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no dramas today. Then you come back, they're eight far. You're yeah. like, what is going on? Uh, it was a maiden five far on debut for Shamar Joseph. That was the big talking point of the day. This is the new talent that the Western mm. Indies have unearthed. Uh, here's the SEN cricket commentary of his fiver. Then he comes to Steve Smith. Edge! Oh! No way! He's out first. Ball is bold. Unbelievable. Gets a wicket. With the first delivery, he's bowled. Joseph bowls. Short ball. High in the air. This could be caught here down near the rope. It has been taken. It is out. Joseph's got a second. Jamar Joseph into him again, and he plays edged it, and he's out. Unbelievable. Jamar Joseph's done it again. The wicket of Cameron Green. Joseph back over the wicket to start, gets it, an awkward one. There is Bat Pad, and there's a catch. <laughs> Just like that. Joseph bowls again, full ball, and he's bowled. And there is five wickets on debut for Shamar Joseph. When you hear five wickets on debut for Shamar Joseph, I think I was saying in the commentary he's 24 years old. Why is he only just debuting now if West Indies suck so bad? <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like he can't have just come out of nowhere. I don't know what his first class record is. Like 24 is not too old. But to do me, they have to, much to, first class over there? Yeah, they play first class cricket. Yeah, I don't know what his like. 24 is not too old, particularly for a bowler to be playing in uh, Test cricket, but. You just love his enthusiasm, right? And, yeah, he's got and, a bit of swagger. Yeah, he's he, he's got that West Indian swagger, which is which brings people to li- life a, li- a little bit. And you know, he he will leave um, Australia at the end of the the next test with confidence, and and that's what oh yeah, um, that's what they need this West Indian side because they're not hopeless. When you, you they've shown glimpses of okay, well it's been semi. I know it's going to be over in two and a half days, yeah. but it it hasn't been as as bad as I thought the, the test would really? be. Really? Yeah. They're yeah. batters. Yeah. They leave something to be desired. Yeah. You know, the, the risk for these young West Indies players is uh, they post some decent results at, at test match level, um, like a Shamar Joseph. And then the lure of 2020 cricket is just yeah, it's so too, big. Too much. So does he stay in test cricket and, you know, plug away for a team that sucks? Or does he just go and play around the world in T20 and have a ball. Well, you hope that there'll be a batch of, of these young players who go, no, no, we're going to play as much test cricket as we can and, and try and balance it out. And if he can lead the way 
then you'll get some of those other younger players playing domestic cricket that want to follow his lead and, and, and things like that. So they they need they need someone to take a stand there in in the West Indies and, and it might be just what they needed. What I keep thinking with the West Indies is how much are they getting paid to play test match cricket? Mm. And the stark contrast between Australia and the West Indies when you watch them on TV, Australia's covered in sponsors. Yeah. West Indies doesn't have a sponsor. And, and that's the thing. Like, we don't have a lot of players. We've had very few players give up their test strength because they can still make really, really good money playing for Australia. Mitch Stark hasn't played in India for eight years. Comes back first year, four million. Yeah. So let's say that he was let's let's be conservative and say he would have been getting two million a year. He's given up sixteen million Australian dollars to play Test cricket. Mm. Not that he's sacrificing that exactly because you know he's yeah. got legacy and all the yeah. other sort of stuff. But yeah. realistically, that's sixteen million dollars he could have had had he chose to play yeah. over in India in the T Twenties every year. And maybe for Mitch Stark that doesn't matter because he's probably on a three million dollar cricket that's Australia right. contract. Yeah. But Shamar Joseph would not be on a $3 million that's contract right. per year to play test matches. So that, That's where the great disparity is. Um, we've got a good um, text here. Please leave your name. Um, Joseph has only played five first-class matches so far, which is not many for a 24-year-old. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. So uh, the other big talking point from the day, Travis Head. Now, did I say this when Mitchie Abaye came on for sports? But I think... I backed him for top run scorer. Anyway, this was his home wicket. Have a listen to Travis Head scoring 100 for Australia. Around the wicket to Head, who climbs into this one and smashes it through the covers for four. Roach again to Head, who steers this one forward of square leg, off the back foot for four. Graves again, also wide on the crease. Head swings into this one, over cover, out towards the boundary, and it makes it. Graves in again, head on strike, and he pulls it high, and a mark all the way for six. Glorious shot. Motty Bowles, head, gets a full ball, driving through the offside. Out to the boundary for four. And for the second time, Travis Head gets a century in his own backyard here at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, century there for Travis Head. It had been a quiet start to the summer after the year of Travis Head, which was 2023. Wins the World Cup, was our best batsman in the Ashes, uh, killed it in the Test Championship. So you kind of felt he wouldn't go too long before another century. Home wicket. It always surprises me in cricket. You know, you see Steve Smith come out and struggle. Marnus come out and struggle. uh, Cameron Green come out and struggle. You're going, is this a really difficult wicket? And then someone like Travis Head comes out and scores a fast 100. Why is there such a disparity in how players find a wicket? Yeah, it is bizarre because because the difference in class is not as big as what they show, obviously. So it's a good point there, Miss Iron. He had a poor um, series against Pakistan. I think his top score was 40, which was in his first dig. I think he still might have been hung over from the World Cup. He had a a lot of celebrating. (laughs) He had a bit of a dig at the World Cup. He had a lot of celebrating to do, but that's... I think that's what you touched on yesterday as well, where if our top order struggles at, at the moment, we, we've got a sweet spot in that middle order with with either Marsh or Head contributing and, and being able to put a respectable total. Because at one stage, it looked like, you know, at worst, it was going to be about par on, with the West Indies um, first innings total. Um, and then, you know, Travis Head really turned that game in Australia's favour. Uh, all right. Give us a call during the show if you want a chance to win 
Uh, golf prizes, double pass to Sydney Dragway, plenty up for grabs. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy to text us oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I can see a flood of text messages coming through here. Uh, should Joseph stay and play Test match cricket for the West Indies, or is Test match, cr- match cricket essentially dead in the West Indies? And should he go and play T twenties around the world? We are live at Manly Beach this morning for the Shore and Partners Manly Open Surf Classic. MC and I are going to take a quick dip in this ad break, but we'll be back. Breakfast show, thanks to Brighton's Leaders. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Leaders. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with Michael Carianis and James Magnuson. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We are live from Manly Beach today up until 9 a.m. Come and say hello. It's all for Shaw and Partners Financial Services, who are the major sponsor of the Manly Open Surf Classic, which runs today and tomorrow, MC. The qualifying racing is this afternoon, and tomorrow morning, the finals are kicking off. Uh, Australia's top surf Ironmen and Iron Women, together with Manly Seagulls players, will be hosting a signing session Open to the public at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, after your predictions of Manly's uh, top four finish this season, will you be down here signing autographs as well? Well, that's why I put them in the top four, because I knew we were coming here. The amount of people that have run past and high five you this morning <laughs> after your big claims yesterday. Uh, the sun's just risen over, what we call that, Shelley Beach, over the North Heads. It's a beautiful morning down here. Stack of surfers out, stack of runners, people walking their dogs. Great atmosphere, so drop by and uh, and say good day if you're in the area. Uh, heap of texts coming through, MC. Do you want to hit us with a couple of these? Yes, I do, Missile. Um, good morning, Michael and Missile. They call it the longest day in motorsport. It starts around 10 p.m. Sunday night and it finishes around 8 a.m. on Monday, if you're lucky. The Monaco Grand Prix, the Indy 500, the Coca-Cola 600. Sometimes you may get a lead-in on the Sunday afternoon with some supercar action. I've done this a couple of times, but unfortunately... Won't get to do it again unless Indy comes back to KO. Have a great weekend, the Big G. So that's so the an Big effort. G does some all-nighters purely on racing. Mm. Uh, Mark says, talk about uh, the Sunday start uh, stopping or reducing the early morning finishes at the tennis. How? How does that work? The first round went for three days. Am I missing something? So I think they're keeping like a day up their sleeve in lieu to potentially have matches that finish too late carry over on, into another day. I'm not sure how that worked. The, the Australian Open this year definitely was going a, a day longer. Uh, all right, Greek surfers for you, MC. Uh, morning, boys. Hey, Missile. This is just a short list of the Greek, great Greek surfers. Mark Okalupo, Michael Karianis, not... etc. I probably spelt them all wrong. And as for getting a cleaner for the missus, no cigar with any of my eight lotto tickets. There's a bit to push. unpack there. So I'm not sure Mark Okalupo is Greek. Okay. I'll so to, to the layman like me, it sounds Greek, but you reckon that's not a Greek name? It doesn't sound Greek to me. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have to uh, look that up. And we'll do some research. I have surfed, believe it or not, yeah. very poorly. But when I was a kid, uh, we used to go to the Central Coast for, our, for the holidays, and I had surfing lessons and the like, and that's why I don't surf anymore. Not well, very good. You said to me that you didn't even need to bring sunscreen this morning. So you're just <laughs> going to spend all your all your time inside the barrel, and you don't get any sun in there. So interesting. Uh, you said there was another reason I don't need sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pooj on the text line says, as an early teenager, uh, I used to stay up and watch Wayne Gardner and Mick Dane race around the world in the MotoGP. 
Daryl Eastlake and Barry Sheen did the commentating on Channel 9 in a delayed telecast with really sketchy graphics, pixelated video quality. Some Sunday nights, uh, you wouldn't get to bed until 5am and then get up to work at 6. Couldn't happen now. You just record it and watch it later. There you go. Uh, Michael says, no, no West Tigers news, fellas. Is that why we're listening to, the, <laughs> to this again? Uh, yeah, no West Tigers news this morning. Uh, they're having a day off. I'll, I'll I did see pictures of Justin Olam in a West Tigers jersey. Mm. That's exciting. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent signing for the. I always have concerns though when a player is squeezed out of Melbourne. True, that's never a good sign. True, they rarely let go of players they want to keep. Well, they didn't. They definitely didn't want to keep him. So that is always a concern for mine. But let's stay positive for the West Tigers until about round four. Uh, and just looked up Mark Okalupo. He's a Ta- He's got Italian background. All right. So our list of great Greek surfers is if now one. Michael you've got any, if you've got any, can you text us in? <laughs> yeah, text us in. You know, a great Greek surfer. Uh, MC, is there anything on Joey Manu? Kind of gone cold. Unusual for someone of his profile to stay off contract for this long, says Josh. Yeah, good point, Josh. I know um, there was chatter around um, Christmas that he was looking at a short stint in, in Japanese rugby. Which, by the way, is outrageous. You don't like that? No. Why not? Well, how many players then do that so that their club can but, fit them in the salary cap? Yeah, but players won't, clubs won't let that happen too often, right? Because So why would the Roosters let it happen? Uh, what, he, he gets a million dollars to play over there and then comes back and pay, plays for what, 200 grand? No, 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 no. It, it would have to be, so, say it's four months of the season, it yeah. would have to be, you know, uh, 40, 40% of his contract, whatever the case may be. So if he's, it'd be pro rata. So if he's on, if his long-term deal is a million dollars and he's going to play and he comes back in, in June and plays half the year, well, he'll have to be on half a million dollars. They won't be, it's not a cap rod in, in that sense. They won't be able to sign him for $150,000 or anything like that. So you think that's fair to other clubs that they can let players go off for half a season, come back in time for finals, probably pretty well rested because... From all reports, it's not the toughest competition over there in Japanese rugby. How many clubs are going to allow their players to do that? Not many. Well, if if they've got the depth, if I'm Penrith and I've got that much depth that I can't fit all my young talent in my salary cap, I'm saying, hey, Isaac Tungo, go over, play half a season in Japanese rugby, Taylor May, uh, maybe yeah. Suni Taruva. We, you know, Suni's contract's coming up. He's probably worth 700000 to another club to play fullback. Just go play Japanese rugby, come back fresh for our run to the finals, and, you know, we'll smash it. I don't have a huge issue with it, provided that, that when the player comes back, they sign a long-term deal with the club, minimum two years or two and a half years. You can't be going back and forth, right? And the Roosters have already told Joe Marty they're not going to allow that. If he wants to come back, then he's got to recommit long-term. If they're going to code swap, I'm not a fan of it. But if there's a, a fact where there's... Uh, a guy like Joey Manu, who's won a, you know multiple premierships with a club, a long-serving player, wants to go explore the world for six months, and we get to keep him in the code. I've got no issue with that whatsoever. All right, agree to disagree. Let's see what the listeners have to say. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Breakfast. Thanks to Brian's lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brian's lawyers.